Welcome to C3 Church, Queen's Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Doreen, or you can call me Z for short. <laughs> I'm very delighted, truly humbled and honored and such a privilege to be able to share a message for everyone here today and those who will be tuning in in our C3QB uh, podcasts as well. Father, today I pray that you um, turn up our spiritual ears this afternoon and open our hearts as we hear your word today. As you fill my mouth with your wisdom and your teachings, Holy Spirit, fill this place today so we can hear you and receive the blessings you store for us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. So excited today. So the title of my message, as you can see it all on the socials, is called Kingdom Builders. Now, as you would recall in Pastor Nicole's message on the Upside Down Kingdom, she shared that we are shaped to serve God. The combination of capabilities is called our shape. Shape, which stands for S, spiritual gifts, H, heartfelt passions, A stands for our abilities, P is our personality, and E is for our life experiences. It's, these are the things that equips and mold us into being the true servants of God. Now, in part two, we also learn that we must submit to the Father's will. As we all say, um, let your will be done, Father. Amen. So that true freedom comes with surrender because we can do nothing by ourselves. Now, to conclude the three-part series, we discovered that joy is a mindset. We must be content and we must praise Him in all situations and we must always rejoice and be grateful. So I know that it's been challenging for many people um, and uh, for those who have been isolating, I just came back um, contracting COVID as well. Um, but I think in all those situations as we were worshipping this afternoon, that's the thing that um, struck me the most and spoke in my heart, like in, in times of trials, we praise Him. Whether there's COVID, we praise Him. Whether you're isolating, we praise Him. Whether there are financial challenges within the family, we praise Him. There are uncertainties with job opportunities or, um, you know, at school, there are some uncertainties. We praise Him. When, even when there are conflicts, we praise Him. So even if we're broken hearted, we continue to praise Him because nothing can separate us from the love and the power of God. So I just want to put it out there because standing here in front of you amazing people is just a blessing in itself. It just proves how faithful God is. I couldn't even imagine that I would be here today, but I am and I am well and God is good. We have the best surgeon, best GP in the world. Isn't that amazing? So thank you. So now um, we will continue by learning about God's kingdom and how to actually build his kingdom. So who are the so-called kingdom builders? So what do you think is the very first essential element of a build? Whether it's a home, a building, or any type of structure. Foundation. So we need a good foundation, right? Or um, if it's a house, we need a good concrete slab. And I think Pastor Eden can relate so much to this. So I'm very excited. I'm just waiting for that um, build to all come together. 
So as kingdom builders, the very first element we need, um, foundation for a house, we will call it faith. We need believers to build the kingdom of God. Now, we can't set a goal to finish or build if we don't have believers. Men and women um, of faith, and that's you and me, my friends. Now, if today is your first time and you have a few questions on what believing in Jesus means, means for your life and you would like to explore your walk with God, you will have an opportunity later to come receive and accept Jesus. You should also have a next steps card at the back of your front seat pockets. Um, if you would like more information, you can hand it over to any of our ushers after the service too. Um, a kingdom will not exist without the element of faith. Yeah. Now, faith is a currency of heaven. This is the core of our being as Christians. Yeah. We build the kingdom of God because we believe in Jesus. Yeah. In 1 Corinthians 3 uh, verse 11, for no one can lay a foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Hebrews 11.6, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. So faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. That's the very first verse on Hebrews 11, actually. And it's more than just this popular hit song from an artist back in 1987. Anyone here knows George Michael? I'm not tempted to sing the song, but what I'm trying to say is more than that. So there are a lot of powerful faith stories in the Bible. So for example, by faith, Noah, when warned about the things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. So that's called faith. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, he refused to be known as the son of the Pharaoh's daughter. So he would rather be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. And that is called faith. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. So and countless more in the Bible displaying faith in action. Now we may have a lot of faith stories to share in our own lives, and I'm sure each and every one here has at least one or more faith testimonies to share. So please put your hand up if you have at least one or more faith stories too. I think that's everyone, isn't it? Now this is the basic foundation of God's kingdom. We need people who believe that we are saved by Jesus. The one true God who sacrificed himself for the salvation of all the sins of mankind. For example, Pastor Emma and Pastor Jace, by faith, they acted on their vision of planting a church here in Queen's Beach. And if not for their faith, we wouldn't be gathering here today. So that is, again, faith um, with action. Now remember when we are waiting for a house to be built? The minute the slab is on, everything else is expected to come together super quick, right? Now, same goes with people who have faith. It will be so easy for people to naturally be followers of Jesus. So this is the next important element of the kingdom. Once we have a good foundation, we will have a very steady and solid grounding of what we call a floor. So us as the followers or disciples of Jesus will be the solid ground and will be the structure's footing, if I may say. Yeah. Apart from that, being a follower means to follow the teachings of another, to be one in service of another. 
I can also be someone that chases. You know, when you follow someone, you literally chase that person wherever he goes, you go. Or when you are a follower, you can also be a fan or a devotee. Now, as followers of Jesus, I think we should be a fan. What do you all reckon? Now, when it comes to sports, people spend money, lots of money, to buy their favorite teams to merch, right? So, for example, Dockers fans will have the purple items, you know, from caps, shirts, jerseys, scarves. Any Dockers fan here? <laughs> um, the West Coast Eagles, the blue and the yellow. Now, I didn't quite understand this all. Yes. Especially when we just arrived here in Australia. It was back in 2009. We were living in Sydney. Um, on a student visa, so a few months later I said, okay, definitely need to get a part-time job. So my very first job was at the ANZ Stadium. So they had a mass hiring session, you know, they were taking in as many casuals as they can, and we're pretty much looking at a minimum of two to three hour shifts, and these are weekend shifts. Um, every time there's a movie and rugby game, obviously. So this is the first time I have witnessed how dedicated most Australians are with their sport and their teams. So from rowdy crowds in the arena to impatient people lining up to buy hot chips and beer. Wow, it was crazy. I haven't seen that much alcohol say. So it was something like pancakes, if I may say. And sometimes breakouts even happen up to the trains on your commute when you're on your way home. But the one thing I admire is how they support each other, the camaraderie and the team spirit. So just imagine if this is how devoted we can be to follow Jesus. It's more than just any dedication, sacrificing our time that we are all here today. It's putting him as number one on our list. Now, he might not have a team color or merch that you can collect every now and then, but his teachings, my friends, his love, his mercy, his grace, his wisdom, his patience, his faith. Now, his prayer habits, his servant heart, his humility, his generosity, his unending forgiveness to others. These are all the qualities of God that we would like to follow. On Ephesians 5 verses 1 to 2, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Now, more than being Christ-like, we would need to make sure we are very clear with our identity in Christ. So John 10 verses 27 to 29, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Now my Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. So once we have accepted Jesus as our Redeemer, our Lord and Savior, we receive that stamp of approval, isn't it? We are one of His sheep, and we are branded as His followers, as His disciples. Now we have buried our old selves and have born, been born again and we renewed with this new identity. So we turned away from our old habits, our sins, we're moving on as a new creation. You know, it's like um, Tom version 2.0 or Eden version 2.0. It's a better version of ourselves because the old is gone, the new is come, right? Now, I would like to read the last verse again. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. 
Now, if you would think of an item you bought online, or for example, um, many, many of you may have done this, you have um, paid for a subscription. So you signed up for a trial offer, right? Now, this trial offer ends now, and now you are forced and signed in for the long haul. So there's no turning back against Jesus. The moment we follow him, we are in for the long run. Now we not only follow him, we don't only enjoy the exclusive membership, but we also get to receive all the add-ons and bonuses included with the package. Yeah. There are so many promises in the Bible. John 10.10, 10, he has come so we may have life and have it to the full. Joshua 1.9, we shouldn't be, a, be afraid or discouraged for he will be with us wherever we go. Romans 8.39, no one and nothing can separate us from his love. He will never leave us or forsake us. Deuteronomy 31.6, yeah. forget not all of these benefits. There's a bountiful in the book of Psalms. Philippians 419, this is my favorite. He supplies all our needs. And he restores our health and heals our wounds. And many, many more. So now we have established the foundation of faith as believers and build good grounding as followers of Jesus. Guess what's next? We can now raise the kingdom walls. So the walls provide shape and form um, to a structure, right? So the same way the kingdom of God needs true worshipers, workers, and volunteers. Now a kingdom would need faithful servants in the house to manage and give structure to the kingdom. Now in volunteering, we have many areas that you could use um, that could use the help of our dedicated volunteers. I remember not so long ago, Pastor Nicole shared about identifying and unfolding our spiritual gifts. Now, each of us has our unique gift um, that we can always use and share to advance our God's kingdom. So this takes the form of each of the walls that we need to sustain, that we need to maintain and keep strong to hold our kingdom structure. So if we take a look at this, the walls are represented by the different areas of ministry in our church. So we have our worship ministry, we have life kids, we have the youth ministry, we have the ushering ministry, we also have our cafe ministry, awesome afternoon tea, so we're being served every time. Now we have the setup team, our audiovisual team, responsible for all these tools we have to make our Sunday gatherings more effective and efficient. We even have a digital team who manages our church social media. So we have our connect group ministry as well. So we have our pastoral team who holds the team and congregation together. So each and every component builds the walls yeah. of our kingdom. Um, Luke 17 verses 7 to 10. Suppose one of you has a servant flowing uh, or looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, come along now and sit down to eat? Now won't he rather say, prepare my supper, get yourself ready and wait on me while I eat and drink. After that, you may eat and drink. Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. So if we analyze this parable from Jesus, we can learn a few things. Number one, that we should do all those things which our Lord has commanded us to do. Number two, that we, when we have done all that, are to look for our reward, not of death, but of grace. And number three, this was not the first thing. There was a proper order of things. And that thus the reward uh, may be delayed. <clears throat> so I think I lost it. 
the Duster reward might be delayed as a servant would be provided for, but at the proper time and at the pleasure of the master. Now this also reminds us to stay humble in our servitude. We don't do things to earn brownie points, but we do it for our love for God and our love for our community and our congregation. Matthew 6.33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things uh, will be given to you as well. Now we have to hold this part of the structure strong and firm, so solid that it will surpass the storms that may come our way. Another area we can contribute to keep our kingdom all steady is through our generous giving. Uh, so we can sustain the needs of the church and we can continue to gather in this amazing place. And I believe that as we continue to plant our seed in this house, the Lord will continue to send His abundant harvest and blessings over each and every one and those within the community that are yet to know Jesus. Now, in real life, there is real opposition, and our unity makes the difference in our ability to intentionally advance God's kingdom. Now, the kingdom is better because we are together. We work together. We volunteer together. We give together. We serve together. We pray and praise together. In one of my daily Bible devotions, I read this message about unity. So here's what it says. Staying in unity starts with you being undivided within yourself. Yes. You cannot be divided within and profess to love and be one with God and others. Yes. Loving means loving God, what God loves and has created, and being willing to lay our life down as Christ did. Two very powerful verses I would like to quote about being undivided within ourselves and unity within the kingdom. 1 Corinthians 3.16, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? Luke 11.17, any kingdom divided against itself will be ruined and a house divided against itself will fail. So lastly, to finish our building, so now we've got our foundation, we've got our floor, we've got our walls. We need a roof to protect, cover, and shield our kingdom intact, sturdy and in place. So we need our anointed and spirit-filled leaders. Romans 13, 11, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Verse 4, for the one in authority is God's servant for your good. So although the heart of leadership, according to scripture, is servanthood, the Bible also teaches that legitimate leaders have authority in the sense of a right to direct others. The following verses reflect the clear teaching that leaders should be respected and obeyed, when operating within their legitimate sphere of authority. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 to 13. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those um, whose hard work among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. Another verse, Hebrews 13, 17. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. 
Do this that your work will be a joy and not a burden, for that it will be of no benefit to you. So we are so grateful for our church leadership. And we know that God has placed Pastor Steve and Nicole to look after us and guide us and carry us through our own individual spiritual journey by knowing Jesus more, by loving Jesus more, serving Jesus and our church family more, and learning and deciphering Jesus' words more through the Bible. And all the amazing messages we are being blessed under this umbrella of leadership. So we can see their sacrifice, this limitless hours they devote for the church, the helping hand, the display of faith and courage. Now, I know Pastor Steve will also have his own health journey, but never falter and stay strong and remain courageous. Yeah. And I know Pastor Nicole as well has gone through some challenges as well, but with their own battles, still remaining steadfast and held their ground. This resonates within the church. Yeah. As we see our leaders stay strong despite oppression and challenges. Yeah. So even if they're not here today, I would like to thank them and thank this opportunity. Because church, I don't think we thank them enough or verbalize it enough. Um, and they deserve to hear our heartfelt gratitude as a church family. So now that we have all the essential elements to build our kingdom, we have our foundation made of faith-filled believers. We have our floor, which is represented by all of us, the followers or disciples of Jesus. We have our walls, which is held together by the followers. Um, and we have our roof, which is represented by our church pastoral leadership. Now, some of you may be thinking, okay, Z, we now have all the elements of our kingdom. We have the foundation, the floor, the walls, the roof, but it looks empty. What is supposed to be inside? This is where we want the Holy Spirit to fill our kingdom. We do not want an empty house. We need Jesus at the center of it all. Now, He is the cornerstone. He is our source. The same way we welcome Him in our hearts if we treat our bodies as a temple of Christ, isn't it? So let Jesus in. Let Him ignite the flame and just keep that fire burning. For example, when you walk into a very nice Japanese ramen house, you would not want to be served a lukewarm meal, right? Of course, you want to have that nice bowl of Japanese ramen filled with umami goodness, the steam coming out of it with that nice black and red, you know, fancy brownie bowl, which when served, you always ask yourself, is this a single serve or is this a vegetable? But I guess what I'm trying to say is we don't want to be lukewarm when it comes to our faith yeah. and serving in God. Yeah. We must always be on fire when it comes to our faith. Yeah. If we want our kingdom to prosper, always fix our eyes on Jesus. Yeah. We don't serve the people, although we submit to people, to leadership, but our let's set our eyes on the prize. Let's just fix our eyes on God. So do not be distracted like Martha, who is always more worried about so many things, all the ministry that she's doing, everything that she's doing every preparation that she undertakes, but she misses out on the most important thing, which is devotion and time with Jesus. Yes. It's our relationship with Jesus. We don't want all this hard work of building the kingdom from ground up if we have an empty house. Without Jesus, we can do nothing. So what are the practical ways we can do when we walk out of here today? Number one, to keep our faith foundation strong, let us not break away from learning more about Jesus by having the desire to read, understand, and apply His teachings through His Word. So let's keep our Bible reading strong and consistent. Yeah. Number two, to be better followers or disciples of Jesus, let's keep on 
turning up on our church Kinnick group nights. We will truly benefit from it and we will learn a lot from it and also receive prayer support and practical support from the group we belong to. It's never too late to sign up for a group if you haven't already. Attending our 4 p.m. service here every Sunday, which is exactly what we do today, is another way to make sure we don't lose our connection with Jesus. Yeah. Being a part of a church community strengthens our faith journey. Yeah. Number three, if you are now having this constant tearing up in your belly, you have the urge or vision or a whisper in your ear saying you should use your gift. I believe everyone is gifted in, a, in many different ways. It's also never too late to join our volunteer team and be a part of our kingdom wall. So I know we are in need of many hands to fill gaps and maybe there is a gift you haven't realized or discovered that can be very helpful within our church. So please go check it out. As for the roof of our kingdom, let's continue to honor our church leaders uh, with love, respect, and obedience. We submit to the leadership, but more so, the main reason we serve and continue our spiritual race is because of one name and one name alone. It is a powerful and mighty name of our King, our Savior, our Healer, our Waymaker, our promise keeper, our restorer, our supplier, the name above all names, his name is Jesus. I would like to leave you all with a verse from Philippians um, chapter 2. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that in the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So may we all be blessed with this message today and as we walk out equipped, weaponized, anointed and victorious kingdom builders. Praise be to God. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.